Hey everyone, Josh Kangley here, and thank you for tuning back into my show. I know I've been gone for a little bit. Coronavirus has impacted us as it has everyone. And so I'm excited to be back on the show again today with another awesome new guest, Dan Blanchard. And you're gonna love this episode. He has so much to offer. And we're really shining a lot of light on the things that you can do during this coronavirus time. If you're looking for some more podcasts to listen to, remember you can listen to all my podcasts at my website, www.hellomynameisjosh.com. That's hello, my name is josh.com. You can also listen to me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and SoundCloud, or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. If you like this episode, please remember to share with your friends. Now let's get back to the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. You're listening to the Success Show channel. I'm your host, Joshua Kangley, with another episode of Table Talks. Hello everyone and welcome back to the show. You're listening to Table Talks and I'm your host Joshua Kangley with another awesome episode. And I'm so excited today. I'm back on the air, back on the show. You know, as we all know, the coronavirus has impacted us all in different kinds of ways and I'm just excited to be back on the show. Also, I have an amazing guest. Our next guest, I'm so excited to introduce to you because so much relevancy in his message and what we have to talk about today. First of all, just want to say safe wishes to everybody out there. Uh, as I mentioned, the coronavirus has impacted us all in different kinds of ways, and I just hope we're staying safe out there. I hope that you're taking advantage of the opportunities that you do have that are, are in front of you right now. You know, this is a great opportunity for you to listen to all my episodes. You can go to Apple Podcasts, you go to my website, which is www.hellomynameisjosh.com. You can listen to all my episodes there and listen to the great guests that have been on the show and also our guest today who is going to be amazing and I can't wait. This next guest, everyone, is award-winning author, teacher, speaker, educator, two-time junior Olympian wrestler, two-time junior Olympian coach. Also, 14 years of college and seven degrees, and also a veteran of the Army and the Air Force. Without further ado, let me introduce to you Daniel Blanchard. Dan, welcome to the show. Well, thanks, Josh. I really look forward to uh, speaking with you today and uh, sharing some of my uh, insights with your audience. Thank you for being on the show. You know, I'm so excited to, to have you on. I mean, what an honor and blessing to have you on the show. I think you have so much insight um, and I'm just excited to have you on so I can shine a light on all of your great messages. First of all, I want to say thank you to you uh, for your service to our country. For your yes, thank you. And also for your continued service and what you're doing as far as an educator and, you know, your tutoring and, you know, the things that you're doing for your communities and our youth. And, you know, that is, to me... Uh, something that is so wonderful that you've, you're taking your experiences and you're helping others with it. So you're, you're okay, I call uh, people like you guiding lights. So thank oh, you for, for that. I appreciate that, Josh. I'm just uh, out there trying to make a difference, trying to make the world a better place. I mean, it's always been pretty much my philosophy to try to do like maybe a little something every day. Maybe if it's one little teeny thing, like a hello to a stranger. You know, a little something to make the world a better place. Yes. And uh, I think if all of us had that philosophy and tried to do something like that, uh, this world could be a pretty good place, you know? I agree. 
you know, and especially with current situations, you know, a simple hello, hi can really, uh, a friendly face can really do a lot for easing some stresses out there. So, Dan, I just kind of rattled off a long list of your achievements that you have, you know, your wonderful achievements that you have accomplished during your life. And I want to get into those things, but also want to give you the opportunity to introduce yourself to our audience today. Well, thanks, Josh. I appreciate that. So, um, uh, thank you for that great introduction. I mean, every time I hear like an introduction like that, I'm like, dang, that's really me. <laughs> you know? I'm like, that is uh, so cool. But, uh, uh, sum it up, I guess, uh, who I am. Uh, oh, just, uh, I guess I was just a little boy growing up on the wrong side of the tracks who, uh, you know, just knew life wasn't fair and was just going to work real hard to make uh, my life and the tiny circles I travel and the people I share my time with, you know, a, a better, better place, better world for all of us. And, um, you know, one, one little success led to another, which led to another, which led to another. Uh, you know, it started off in sports first, and then uh, later in life it went to uh, academics, you know, and then it went to profession with being an educator and then an author and then a speaker and then, a, you know, then it went to being a family man, a husband and a family man. I got five kids of my own, and uh, now it's just like one success just leads into another success. Like, I just expect to be successful now because I work hard every single day, and that's pretty much what it is. You know, it's, it's all about effort, and it's all about, I think, being kind to people. I mean, you mm -hmm. can't be a jerk to people. You have to be kind to people, and you have to just put forth good, honest, hard effort every single day, and you you will be expect, uh, successful. I mean, why wouldn't you be? Of course you're going to be successful, and you're going to make this world a better place. So it's kind of like it in a nutshell, along with everything you just said, Josh. Yeah, thank you. And I agree 100% with you, Dan. I mean, you know, what you said is... Uh, what I've experienced too, you know, the road to success, you know, we talk about that a lot. Oftentimes it's a path of, you know, like you said, that initial effort and uh, concentration, determination, and that path will ultimately lead you to another and another and another. And here you are now. I think that's what it, it's all about is putting those efforts in, doing what we can do and helping other people with it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you, you know, there's nothing that really can't be conquered with sustained effort over time. And Listen, Josh, I knew when I was a little boy, and you know, I wasn't, I didn't win the birth lotto and born into the right family and with the proper breeding and the upbringing and, uh, uh, and all those things that those fancy families do. I knew that my only chance in life was to work hard and make good use of my time. You know, and I, long, long time ago, you know, I learned and I found what I, what I call, you know, uh, automobile university. You know, most people might be driving to work every day and listening to music or talking on the phone or doing whatever they're doing. But I'm like listening to like books, you know, mm. listening to books, maybe on what I'm teaching that day. Maybe I'm teaching something on Andrew Jackson. So when I get in there, I'm going to teach something on, my, on Andrew Jackson. This is going to blow my students away. And they're going to like, and they're going to be like, dude, I got a great teacher. It's going to make me feel good. And that feeling good and that feeling confident and that feeling like, you know, that I worked hard for this. So of course I deserve to be a good teacher. You know, that stuff just carries over. But it's a good use of my time. I mean, I could have just sat there. I had that hour drive to work I've been doing for years. I could have just sat there and did what everybody else was doing and not make good use of that time. You know, um, same thing with my, uh, like, lunch breaks. You know, my lunch breaks, I'd sit there and grade papers, you know, do lesson plans, do research. I would do all that stuff during my lunchtime 
So later on at night when I put my kids to bed, I don't have as many papers to grade and I can jump into my other stuff mm. that I'm doing, such as writing books, you know, reading something else, you know, uh, speaking. I could do all that other stuff after I put my kids to bed or, or when I get up earlier in the morning. I could do that stuff before I go to work. <laughs> but I can't do that if I'm buried in like my, uh, my teaching, correcting all that day work from my day job. So you gotta make good use of your time. You know, and I'm not saying you gotta like multitask yourself into like confusion where you're doing 10 things at once, but you gotta make good use of your time and you gotta put good effort forward and you do that and good things happen over time. That's just how it works. Yes, yes. And this message we wanna shine light on right now because for those of you listening, what you know, if you have children, teens, if you're a teen yourself, no matter what the case is, it's all about use of time. We talked about opportunities before we got into the show here. And, you know, if you could share with everyone what you share with me, like what you're an educator, you're a school teacher. So, you know, we're all have been impacted by the coronavirus. And I think what we need to do is change our mindset to the opportunities. And I'd like you to shine a light on, you know, another opportunity you're taking advantage of and good use of your time by what you shared with me. Oh, absolutely, Josh. I mean, it comes down to mindset. And what happens is we're going to face many, many different seasons of our life, right? So right now, we're just in another season, the COVID-19 season. And I see people, you know, pretty much losing their mind because they're looking at these four walls or they're not talking to people or, you know, they're not socializing. I feel like they're just wasting their time. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. I mean, this is just another season of our life. Okay, I'm not going to do that hour drive to work. I'm not going to be teaching all day right now. I'm not going to be doing that hour drive home, right? I'm now over the computer. I'm teaching my students over the computer through Google Classroom and other means, right? So that's the season I'm in. So what am I going to do? Get disappointed, get frustrated, get depressed over this? No. Guess what? I just opened up a few more hours. Yeah, maybe I'm not doing Automobile University, that drive to work and that drive back. But that's two hours I could be doing something else. And guess what? I'm not teaching seven, eight hours a day now. I'm teaching more like four-ish. So that just opened up like, let's say, another two, three, four hours, whatever it is. Okay, so now I've got, let's, let's just say, I've got two, three, four, five, six more hours of my day to do something with. Okay, what's, what's better than spending time with your family, taking your kids out in the yard, kicking a soccer ball around, right? I'm doing that. I've got multiple books that I'm working on. But they've been just dangling on my, over my head as undone because I've been so busy with other stuff. You know, I've working on a little teeny bit here, a little teeny bit there consistently because that's the only way it gets done. But now, guess what? With this newfound time, I am popping out those books. And I'm feeling really good about my um, progress and my achievement right now getting these things done. Right? My yard. I'm out in my yard popping out stuff in my yard that I haven't been able to get to. So I look out my window every day, I go outside every day, and I like my yard better. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing things like I'm doing right here with you, Josh, being on your podcast. You know, I was just in a youth summit, right? I'm still running my Mondalia TV show. So I'm making good use of my time. So, I mean, these people that are walking around depressed, you know, I'm like, do something. I mean, what is it that you always want to do? Did you want to learn a language? Did you want to learn to draw? Did you want to learn to play an instrument? You know what I'm saying? How about the saxophone, the guitar? I mean, you don't have to be depressed. This is like just a season of your life where you just found all this extra time. 
I'm saying, this could be an awesome time of your life. One of the most enriching times of your life that you could ne- you know, never imagine, let's say, three months ago. I mean, it's a gift. So don't throw it away. And, um, and, and sadly, Josh, some people are throwing away this time. They're just sitting there wasting it and, be- and becoming depressed. Mm. And that's sad. They shouldn't be doing that. It's so important to change your mindset on these things, you know, and to get on the right track. And like you said, it's unlimited in the world we live in today with technology, the things you can do online and learn uh, to get yourself better prepared for when this does uh, come to an end or when we do come out, um, whatever the normal may be. But wouldn't you want to be prepared for that? So, I mean, amazing kudos to you for doing what you're doing. I really wanted to shine a light on that because it really is about usage of time and efforts on that. So, again, thank you so much. Now, you mentioned books you're working on and you're popping out right now. Yeah, I've actually got quite a few of them out there right now, Josh. And uh, it's, it, this has been great working on this. I've got my whole Granddaddy Secret series. Uh, you know, that I'm working on sort of a storm and a sprint to the top and it went to like a uh, kids social skills and success skills book. Uh, you know, then I went to uh, a trilogy on granddaddy's secrets for parenting. Uh, then I went to um, self-starters, granddaddy's secrets for self-starters, a trilogy there. I've got a trilogy on frustration beaters that I'm working on, uh, a trilogy on granddaddy's secrets for um, high, high achievers that I'm working on. And I'm also working on a trilogy right now, Granddaddy's Secrets for book marketers or entrepreneurs uh, that I'm working on. And, and on top of that, now that this isn't spinning your mind or spinning your head enough, I've been working with a co-author on workbooks, a student workbook and a teacher workbook for the storm for uh, educational institutions. And it's sequel, a sprint to the top. We're doing the same thing. We just popped off the student workbook and the teacher workbook. Just I think went live today or is going live tomorrow. Uh, so, and then we're gonna be, then we're gonna be working for the next couple months on the sprint to the top. And with another co-author, I'm working on some educational books on professional development. Uh, two different professional development for educators. One on teachers and paraeducators working more effectively together. And another is on uh, just evaluating professional development and just professional development in general for uh, uh, educational institutions. So you can see I had all these books just kind of hanging over my head. And now I'm just knocking them down, uh, Josh, and I'm just popping them out. I mean, this is good stuff. And like I said, we didn't have this, um, this extra time in our day now with the COVID-19, you know, they would still be hanging up my head, which is, you know, whatever. I mean, that's not a terrible thing. I would have eventually popped them out, but what's going to happen now is I'm going to pop them out way sooner than I would have. And the value that I can put out in the world is going to be there way sooner yes. than it would have been. So then, then that frees me to do other things. Because now I'm really, you know, I thought I was still a few years away from popping all these books out that I've been slowly working on, Josh. But now I'm thinking, holy cow, this may happen by the end of the summer or by September. And if it does happen by then, uh, you know, then what's next? You know, before, I was like maybe a year or two away from saying what's next. I might be like September away when saying what's next. So I'm thinking about maybe online courses uh, for the books, maybe TED Talks. Um, who knows? Who knows what's next? You know, maybe movies. 
So I'm also doing a football book and a wrestling book as well, which I haven't mentioned yet. So maybe a movie for there. Um, but, but the great thing is, it brings me to my what's next way quicker. You know what I'm saying? It brings me to the value I add to the world way quicker because of the mindset right now of use your time wisely. We have many, many seasons of our life. We're just in a different season right now. So count it as a blessing and use your time wisely. Now let's talk about your book, The Storm, How Young Men Become Good Men and Granddaddy Secrets. This is the book that caught my eye initially and really intrigued me here. But what inspired you to write this book? Well, that's a great story. And I'm glad you asked it. So here's the thing. Um, gosh, it must have been about 2000. Right around 2000, I saw a student or a couple of students over that school year uh, said to me, um, Hey, mister, you know, that's pretty much what they call you in the inner city. I'm an inner city school teacher. So they go, hey, mister, you're like the most inspirational teacher I've ever had. You should write a book so you can tell other kids things you tell us. So, you know, I smiled and said thanks, but, you know, that's really sweet of you. When I walked away saying, no thanks, you know, I'm not even a good writer, and I hope that kind of scares me. I don't really want to do that. Um, and then, just that same scenario happened multiple times a year, every single year for the next decade. And these are different students. You know, I'm a high school teacher, uh, so it's not like I get the same students every year. They're different students, and this scenario is happening every year, and it's happening more frequently as I'm getting toward the end of the decade, which is like 2009. Now, with people telling me, you know, my students telling me, you're the most inspirational teacher I've ever had. You gotta write a book, blah, blah, blah. So around 2009, I started saying, Man, maybe, uh, maybe my students are seeing something that I'm not seeing, and maybe I should put my trust in them the way I always ask them to put their trust in me. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? You know, if you do more intellectual exercise, if you're facing a fair, you know, and I'll probably just write it and keep it on my computer. I'll probably never get published, never go anywhere, but I got smarter from doing it. And it's on my computer. Some kid, some kid ever brings it up again, which it looks like they will. I'll just pull off my computer and say, here you go. It's right here, check it out, read it, whatever. If I help one kid, then I've done something that's good, right? I'm like, it's been worth my time. And that was pretty much the expectation that I had at the time, was just facing my fear, overcoming my fear, putting my faith in my students, they were seeing something that I wasn't seeing, and just doing what I could do with that. And then, crazy thing happens, Josh. Uh, you know, I'm pretty much done with it. I give it to a couple of kids to read, they love it. I give it to a couple of adults, thinking the adults aren't gonna love it. Probably just the kids will. The adults love it, and then I'm thinking, hmm, does this belong on my computer, or should it be out there? And I'm like, and if I don't swing for the fences at least once with looking for a publisher, how do I explain that to my students or future students that ask me about it? Mm. When I'm asking them to swing for the fence, and they look at me and they go, hey, did you swing for the fence with this? You know, have, did you send it to somebody? Did you try to get it published? What am I going to say? You know what I'm saying? So I was like, screw it. You know, again, I'm kind of leaning on the courage of my students, I guess. So I go, ah, I'll swing for the fence once. That way, uh, what I miss, I can tell everybody, at least I swung, right? I went down swinging, so well, that's good. And uh, I swung for the fence, sent it out to a publisher. And then uh, whatever it was, uh, you know, a month, two months later, whatever it was, I come home and there's a matter saying, we like your book, we want to publish it. And I, I couldn't believe it. You know what I'm saying? And um, from there, Josh, it just took off, you know, like one success to another, right? I said, why don't I write the sequel? 
So I wrote another book, then another, then another, then another, and I just haven't stopped. I haven't stopped writing books. So I guess I should be thanking my uh, students. You know, what an amazing blessing for your students to pretty much see in action what success looks like and what a better lesson for your students. You know, it's interesting because, yes, I am their teacher, but I have learned, you know, from being their teacher uh, and then sports after school, from being their coach after school, that it's a give and take. You know, I really enjoy teaching kids, really enjoy coaching kids. And, uh, you know, I love making their lives better, you know, may, maybe because I maybe I, need, I needed somebody to make my life better when I was a kid. Um, you know, I wasn't getting it at home. So maybe I needed that. So I love like being that guy for those kids out there. But at the same time, you know, they, whether they know it or not, or whether even I knew it or not, you know, I'm, I'm getting back from them. I'm learning from them. I'm experiencing good times and they're bringing joy in my life. And yes, there are days that are difficult, you know, and there are kids out there that are hurting so bad that they don't know how to be kind for a single second, you know, to anybody. Mm. And I get to deal with those kids all the time, you know what I'm saying? So that's not easy, but it's a, it's a give and take. You know, I, I give them some value, uh, you know, some, some high quality and better life things, and they kind of do the same for me, you know, and as an educator, as an adult, it's something I've learned to recognize, and I wish more of the adults out there would know this little secret, mm. that when you're out there trying to make a difference in the world, especially with our youth, even if they don't seem like they're appreciating it or value valuing you, they, they probably do. And if you stick with it, you're probably going to learn to enjoy being part of that dynamic of trying to help our youth and make the world a better place. Yes. You know, and someone, you know, Dan, like you, you've been in numerous speaking engagements. You know, you're an educator to the youth. You're a, a school teacher, um, you know, tutoring and, and coaching out there, life coaching as well. What are some takeaways that, because you mentioned a give and take. So what are some takeaways that you have been able to, to kind of you know, encapsulate? And what can you tell us about some things that you've learned your experience of teaching others yeah no, well first of all, i'd say never stand still always embark yourself on what i like to call inspirational leadership you know if you inspire people you, know, you build those relationships you be likable you're always moving forward always doing something inspiring people to say, hey, you know, you're the most inspirational teacher I've ever had. Hey, you're the most inspirational coach I've had. Or, hey, how did you hit that move? You know what I'm saying? Or, how did you know this? Or, if you inspire people, right, with your work ethic, with your accomplishments, and with your kindness to them, that's got to be part of the equation. I'm saying that you inspire people, they will want to follow you. And now, all of a sudden, you're a leader. You know what I'm saying? And you're making the world a better place by leading people to a better place through your inspirational leadership. You know, it's not a dictatorial top down, you know, it's sort of like me and you against the world, but don't worry, I'll step in front and I'll take the first bullet. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, it's that kind of inspiration. So when they, you know, whether, they, whether they are your athletes, your students, for me, I'm the Connecticut president of uh, Authors Association, you know, whether they're your authors that are underneath you, uh, whether they're your own children, you know, if you're a parent, 
You know, it doesn't matter what the role is, but whoever it is, if they look at you and see you getting there before them, working harder than them, staying later than them, and accomplishing things, uh, yes, in that realm and also in your own personal life, like you're never standing still, you're always moving forward. You know, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be like, dang, I want to be like him. I mean, I remember a story way back. I had this inner city rap kid, a very, very athletic kid. You know, he had some issues. And uh, I took him under my wing and I trained him. I took him all around the country wrestling. You know what I'm saying? He was a state champ wrestler and he wrestled in the Junior Olympics. And we, were, we were all over wrestling. And he came back as a volunteer, assistant coach, helped me out for a couple of years. And one night after practice, me and him were just hanging out. And I said, hey, Pete. And I said, how the heck did you get so damn good you know, at wrestling? Because I want to tap into that and do it to the other kids too, you know? And he just smiled, looked me in the eye, and said, Coach, and I, and I loved it when he said coach. I mean, it was so cool. Such a term of endearment. But he's like, Coach, I just wanted to be like you. Wow. It, was that, it was that simple. I wanted to be like you. You know what I'm saying? So that was it. That's inspirational leadership. You know what I'm saying? And he went on. And he um, coached wrestling, and he made other young, uh, young males' lives better. You know what I'm saying? And he understood kids that were struggling and kids that came from broken homes and all that sort of stuff. And he could really connect with those kids. And he was so athletic and so tough on that wrestling mat that he just had the respect from the day one. You know what I'm saying? And he made a big difference. And, 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 and of course, you know, he, he's a lot younger than me. So he's going to continue to make those differences many years into the future where I may be sitting on the sideline, you know, <laughs> which, which I kind of already am in some ways as a father of five kids now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, it's, I just love hearing stories like this because when, you know, you're taking your experiences and your gifts, your talents, and you're, and you're using them to help others and then they go on to help others and it's just this amazing beautiful ripple effect in life and I think that's what it's all about and that's why I was so excited to talk to you today and have you on the show. Uh, Dan, you talked about what's next, how you know you can, you, you're, you find yourself getting closer to that what's next moment and that's exciting and I'm so excited for you and you mentioned some, some uh, movies or scripts based on some books you've written. Can you tell us about that? Oh, yeah, sure, Josh. Um, I've written this really cool football book that should have been out, like, maybe last week. But uh, it's been delayed a little bit. Um, uh, so hopefully maybe it'll be out next week, I'm hoping. Uh, but what it is, it's a, uh, it's a football team that I played on. So go figure, right? Uh, back in 19, December 1987, uh, the football team that I played on in Connecticut pulled off one of the biggest upsets in Connecticut football history to win the state championship uh, football title. And so the book kind of follows that group of, uh, of uh, East Hartford boys through like two decades of their life. And pretty much, well, maybe not quite, maybe one half, a decade and a half, follows them through their life and basically what it was like to grow up in that, you know, that town of East Hartford and, and uh, play football and how the co-community came together you know, under one goal uh, to make these young boys into good men through some good hard work, you know, all that sort of stuff. 
And and the football book has really taken off. I mean, so many people have already read like the manuscript and like already like endorsed it and just so excited about it. And um, so many people I've talked to have said, this should be a, a, a movie. And I was I'm like, hey, you know what? Before that seemed like a million miles away. But I was like, now I'm like, why not? Let's see if we can make this into a movie because I agree. I mean, the story is so cool that the story should be a movie. And uh, we had a screenwriter. Now, this is where things get crazy. We had a screenwriter that started writing a screenplay for, for the movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I gathered all the guys together. And we all threw money in a pool to pay the screenwriter. And, uh, you know, then we, we had the, the hurricane came. And um, he, he, his wife, he, things just got crazy. His family kind of fell apart. He took off and with our money and oh. no screenplay. Oh. No, yeah, so that threw us. I mean, for like a year, I was like tra- trying to track him down. Every now and then I'd find him and he'd say, yeah, yeah, I'm working on it, I'm working on it. And it didn't happen. He just took our money and ran. Mm. So after about a year, I was just like, guys, we're going to cut our losses. You know, we all lost money on this there's pretty much like no way i'm gonna have to i'm gonna be able to go to these guys again and ask them for money again from a screenwriter so what i decided to do was in september when i clear my plate of a lot of things that i'm doing in september i am gonna learn the art of screenwriting and i am gonna write the screenplay and i've already made connections with people and they're like dude if you write a good screenplay then we will put you in touch with other people. We can't promise you anything, but who knows? You know what I'm saying? We could put you in touch with other people that maybe something good may come from it. But I figured, hey, you know what? It's better than just sitting there on my hands doing nothing. It's better than saying, oh, poor me, poor us. I feel like an idiot getting my buddy's money stolen like that. Mm. Um, But I'm looking at my buddies and I'm like, hey, yes, yes. I mean, what happened was terrible. Um, but we can sit there and cry and mope about it, or we could do something about it. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, well, getting another screenwriter is like an impossibility. Okay, then why can't we learn it? And, they, you know, and of course, they're going to be like, what, are you crazy? Okay, listen, I'll take the lead. Why don't I learn? I'll, I'll learn the art of screenwriting, and I'll write the screenplay, and then we'll go from there. Wow. And then all of a sudden, people are like, you know what? All right. <laughs> 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 we'll pull back alive. So, uh, wow. you know, not only is it... Uh, is it, is it happening with uh, the football? Uh, it's also, I've already got a screenplay written for the storm. So that's a possibility. Uh, I haven't been able to spend it, uh, pretty much any time marketing that, but I'm going to have to market that mm. because the screenplay already exists for the storm to be a movie. And then I'm hoping next year I can make the same thing happen with the football. And then some people have been coming to me and they've been reading the wrestling book. I'm right. And they're saying the same thing, going like really, really cool story. You know, maybe we should try to get a screenplay. I'm like, maybe we should. So maybe that's in the future. You know, so yeah, we got a you know a couple of screenplays to work to work on in the uh, I guess over next year, along with whatever whatever else comes up. And I am considering some uh, creating some online uh, courses based on a few of the books that I've written. So and again, I mean that I thought that was a couple of years away still. Right. But maybe not. Maybe, you know that may be like coming like 
the learning curve maybe starting in September. And that is so exciting. And you're giving us another example of tenacity. And you could have easily have been dismayed by that situation and kind of thrown in the towel. But instead, you're, you're using your time again and your your capabilities. And you yourself are going to learn that and, and kind of have that self-drive. And I think that's just amazing and so um, insightful and helpful for others to, to learn and listen to. As you can tell, Josh, I'm a big believer in sweat equity. I mean, you just don't always have the resources to be just throwing money at problems. And, and many times it's not, it's not prudent, you know, even if you do have money. It's not prudent to just throw money at something. But what is prudent is learning, you know, investing in yourself and becoming more capable and more intelligent, more knowledgeable, having more skills. So even if you do at some point decide to throw money at something, I mean, you know what you're throwing money at. You know what you should be getting. You, you can now offer some intelligent guidance on projects that you're throwing money at. But if you're not doing any of this stuff yourself, you know, if you're not taking this responsibility yourself and you're just throwing money at it, you know, you, you may be making a big mistake even if you do have the money to throw at it. I have children myself. You have five kids of your own. Uh, we, we're like in this new season, you mentioned, the season of coronavirus right now that is kind of made us have to adapt and, and, and learn how to get through life differently. And so with education, you know, for me being at the forefront of our children, what would you say to parents, you know, teens, children, educators, to help ensuring that our children are still keeping up, still getting educated, and maybe learning in different ways? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because right now there's a lot of families that are struggling with this new norm that we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. and, and parents, I, I know you're already burdened and overwhelmed in so many ways, but here's the honest to goodness truth. There's a lot of kids out there right now that think they're on summer vacation, and they're, just, and they're not doing their work over the computers. They're not taking advantage of this time to learn something new. And, and by not taking advantage of this time, you know, come September, they're going to be that, that backward slide. You know, they're going to be behind some of their classmates that uh, you made good use of this time. So, parents, here's the thing. you, you got to stand over your kid at least a little bit. You know what I'm saying? You can't just put them off in a room somewhere on their phone and then talk to them a few hours later and say, hey, did you do your work? They're probably going to say, yep, did it. And, and the thing is, they probably didn't. Or they probably did so little, it's embarrassing. You know how little they did so you got to check on them you know you got to do the duty of a parent you know no one's a parent and was easy it's not it's hard it's the hardest job in the world but it's also the most rewarding job in the world but again it's the hardest job in the world so you got to pretty much now i'm not saying stand over them all the time of course not but you got to be checking in on them you know watching them for a few seconds maybe a couple minutes make sure that they're on task because once you know once they get that momentum going of doing that assignment it's a lot easier to keep it going. You can kind of walk away, you know what I'm saying? But um, if they never get that momentum going, it's hard for them to start it up. So uh, you, you just got to gotta stay on them. You got to stay on them. You got to let them know that this is, you know, this is a different season. You know, maybe this is different learning. Maybe this is enrichment, you know, whatever it is. But you, you, you can't have that backward slide. You know, we're looking at, there's always like a little bit of a, uh, of a summer backward slide. But uh, now that's going to be like double. 
you know, with the uh, last three months of school pretty much being online learning mm -hmm. instead of face to face with teachers who pretty much stand over kids. And uh, and uh, parents, parents gotta do that. You gotta like kind of take the teacher's role a little bit. And and yes, I know you got a million other things to do. I get that. You know, I'm struggling with that myself between all the things I'm trying to do. And thank God my wife is helping. You know, she's helping a lot. She's probably doing more of it than I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I'm trying to teach class. Uh, but we, you know, we work as a team. You know, even though my, my wife is probably doing more of it than I'm doing, but we're working as a team. We're both doing it. So we got to do that at home. And I know not every single home has, uh, you know, like a mom and a dad present. But whoever is present, you know, you got you to gotta go the extra mile right now and not let your kid start summer vacation three months early. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You don't want that backslide. And, and again, you got to work on that mindset. I mean, this is really a cool time to maybe learn something new that you hadn't learned before. You know what I'm saying? Especially in this, this digital world. I mean, why can't some of these kids uh, maybe get a head start with whatever they think their future career might be? You know, and start like looking into that and learning about that and uh, maybe uh, doing digital internships. You know, they could be like a virtual assistant to somebody. You know, there's, there's different ways of looking at this, and they need to look at this like, you know, I mean, maybe like innovative, creative, positive ways, because they've got this time. Um, but again, not all kids are self-driven and self-motivated, self-starters, so parents, you gotta kind of get on them a little bit. You really do, and I know it's a pain in the butt, but think about it, teachers do this all day long, you know, not with just your kid, but they do that with like 150 to 200 kids a day. Uh, they're like on the kids all day long to make sure they're doing something. So whether you have one, two, three, four, or five kids at home like me and my wife have, it's still a lot less than the teacher does in a normal day. All right, so you just get on them. Get on them and make sure they're doing something and not trying to take like a six-month uh, summer vacation because in the end, that's not going to be beneficial to anyone. Exactly. You know, th this could easily turn into just, you know, six months vacation, you know, and like you said, do the absolute minimal, you know, and just kind of ride on through uh, this. But I think if anything, we've learned in this conversation during this season of coronavirus, now is the time to push ahead. Now is the time to learn something new. Now is the time to, like you said, what's that thing that's been kind of hanging in front of your head or that you've always wanted to do? You haven't gotten uh, the chance to do yet now's the chance to do it now is the time to do it uh push forward and uh, i think a lot of parents out there including us are really uh, we've always been appreciative and thankful for our educators and, and teachers but i think a lot of us really realize now just just the value and, and what they do for our children so um thank you as an educator and, and thank you to all the teachers out there i think we can all have a bigger appreciation for them during this time yeah, no doubt. That's definitely come to the forefront, you know, about how difficult a teacher's job is. It's definitely come to the forefront during this COVID-19. So, um, you know, we're, us teachers and educators are appreciative of uh, the parents that are recognizing that now and voicing that, you know. But going back to what I was saying before about the students, about our children, uh, you know, like I always tell my students when they show up and they're doing something they're supposed to be doing and let's say other kids aren't, I always look at these kids and I say, hey, I go, there's not a lot of room at the top. Mm. And guess what? You're making your way. You're climbing that mountaintop right now. And there's not a lot of room up there. It's not crowded up there. 
right, so be proud. Be proud of what you're doing. Realize you're like, you're like a trendsetter, trailblazer, pathfinder, all of them roll into one, and you're going to get to the top of that mountain, and it's not going to be very crowded up there. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you're going to be up there. So this is like another one of those times. You know what I'm saying? It's the old saying, like, you know, winners do what winners do because they know they have to do it to become winners. So when you get somebody who's not a winner, who's not doing something, and they look over at a winner who is doing something, like maybe the classwork right now, and not over the computer, not calling this a six-month summer vacation. You know, they go, well, they, they like classwork, or they like schoolwork. You know, they make some kind of excuse to make themselves feel better about not doing it themselves. And the bottom line is, it's like, well, no. You know, maybe they would rather be playing video games just like you're playing video games. You know, maybe they'd like to be sleeping a little bit later or hanging out or doing whatever it is that you're doing, but they know they can't do that and expect to make it to the top of the mountaintop. You know, they know that there's certain things they have to do to become winners, and that includes, like, this online learning right now that's taking place. So I always say winners do, you know, uh, what, what the non-winners, you know, won't do. And it's not because they love doing it. It's because they know they need to do it in order to become the winners. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's not, again, let me say this again. It's not necessarily because they love doing it. Many times they don't love doing it. Many times they may dislike it just as much as the non-winners dislike it. But they do it anyways because they know that this is what it takes. Mm. You know, which kind of goes back to that effort. But this is what it takes to become a winner. And that's why they become the winners. You know what I'm saying? And the, and the ones that don't win are the ones that are not doing it and making excuses for not doing it. And then making excuses why the winners are doing it. You know, there's not a lot of room up there. So just keep doing what you're doing and you're going to be up there. Absolutely. And for those, you know, you and for those of us who are pushing ahead, you know, uh, I think this is the time to really um, just blast ahead. You know, like you said, you're just popping out books. So this is the time really that we can blast ahead and get to our what's next sooner, like you mentioned. Dan, I'm so excited. I met you on LinkedIn and I'm so excited to have, uh, so blessed to have you on the show and, and honored really. Um, you know, I, I take these things so Seriously, they mean so much to me to be able to talk to people like you who are out there doing these great things in the world, helping our youth, helping, helping our communities. Um, because in the end, you know, we all learn from each other. We all learn from each other's stories. We can become better that way. And I, my goal is to one day have this to teach my children and so that they have something to look at too and to guide them through life. So thank you for being a part of that, Dan. Yeah, you're welcome, Josh. And, you know, you're doing, like, a little extra by just doing this uh, show. And, and it's going to be stored digitally, and it's going to be someday you can just tell your kid, your kids, hey, you know, check this out, you're old enough now. You know, uh, listen and watch some of these shows or whatever they may be, and what an enriching experience for your own kids someday. Dan, now before we go, okay, uh, we mentioned your books, your amazing books. Uh, we, we mentioned your uh, tutoring, your, your life coaching. Where can we find more about you? Where can we go to find your books? Okay, there's a couple of different websites. I can go to granddaddysecrets.com or danblanchard.net. Definitely check me out on Amazon at Dan Blanchard or Daniel Blanchard on Amazon. I got a bunch of books on Amazon all over the social media channels. Josh, you know, you name it. I'm pretty much on it. You'll find me on it. I've got my own YouTube channel. Check me out there. And I'm also on Mindalia TV. You can check me out there as well. Awesome. We'll be looking forward to that. And I'm so excited for all you have coming, Dan. Uh, I hope to stay in touch with you. Likewise, Josh. Thank you for this opportunity to share some of your time with your audience. Everyone, that was Dan Blanchard, award-winning author, teacher and speaker, educator, two-time junior Olympian wrestler, and two-time junior Olympian coach. 
everyone. This man has 14 years of college, seven degrees, a veteran of the Army and the Air Force. What a life of amazing achievements. What a life of service. And I am so honored and blessed, and I can't say this enough, and I don't want to seem disingenuous, but you know, this really means a lot to me. And I'm so honored to have him on my show and allowing me just to shine a light on him and what he's doing. It's in my hopes that we all learn from others' stories, others' experiences. And it's in my hopes that it impacts us all in some way and encourage us, encourages us to do better, encourages us to swing for the fence, like Dan said. You know, we do find ourselves right now in very challenging times. It has been devastating. It has been uh, challenging to us all. And, and we've all been impacted in different kinds of ways. However, if we change our mindset, it's those of us who are leaders. Because it, in all honesty, is easy to lead when things are easy. It's easy to do the right thing when things are easy. Right, But it's in times like these, the true leaders who have that determination, the tenacity to keep going forward, keep pushing forward. And now is the time. If you look at it in a different way, perhaps you have more time on your hands. Perhaps you have the ability now to write some stories, to write some books, to write songs, to write poetry, to learn a new thing. To learn, and uh, we live in the world today where technology is at our fingertips, it's in our pockets. And we can push forward so that when we do come out of this, God willing, back to normal or whatever the new norm may be, that we are ahead of the game, ahead of the curve. And we have that leverage to push ourselves forward. And then we can become beacons of light for other people. Everyone, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in. And again, I hope you're staying safe during this time. Uh, I, I can't say enough how much it means to me for tuning into my show. You can listen to all my shows, of course, going to my website, www.hellomynameisjosh.com. That's www.hellomynameisjosh.com. You can also listen to me wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio. You can find me there. If you have any questions for me or the show, you can always email me at josh at hello my name is josh.com. That's josh at hello my name is josh.com. I encourage you all to please research Dan Blanchard. Uh, check out his books, his stories, and the things that he's doing. Uh, what an amazing person. What an amazing journey this man has. And he is truly living in that inspirational leadership. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, I'll talk to you later.